I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Your left-footed Kevin. City have one hand on the title and Leeds are championship ready. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Thursday, 12th of May. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Andy Russell. And I'm Vidushi Nahantaraja. Fans of the Ramble's sartorial choices will be pleased to learn that Vish has come in quite a resplendent outfit today. Thank you very much. Why are you being nice to me at the start? Um, because I'm a bit concerned about what your tiredness is going to do to the rest of the recording. <laughs> and I know you sometimes retaliate preemptively. I don't retaliate. So, what the fuck's that about? A <laughs> <laughs> uh, little Amdram Just, bit uh, at the top of the show. I, um, Thank I, your lucky stars that she's not reading your cardigan. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's, I, um, it's a plus. I always wanted to be, um, <laughs> I always wanted to do improv at university because it looked a lot of fun. And there was, a, there was an Edinburgh troupe called the In- Improverts. And I went to watch them live and I thought, this is, they're actually really good. And I went on a first date with someone where I, at uni, and they were like, oh, what, what, are you part of any society or something? <laughs> and I was like, no, but I really wanted to join this group called the Improvers. And she genuinely started laughing and, and didn't stop for 10 minutes <laughs> and was like, had like snot coming out of her nose. Cause, and when she composed it, she said it was the most ridiculous thing a grown man's ever said to her. <laughs> and I thought I was sharing. You see, that was better than I thought. I thought you were going to say, because you were warming up for it, you went all Michael Gove. And started oh. putting on loads of voices. Yeah, I'm quite good at Australian accents and Kiwi accents. Sometimes at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it is difficult to make the distinction, though. Sometimes, when you're trying to do it. Me? Yeah, go for it. Well, we, well, why don't we wait till Angie Postacoglu comes in the running order? And I'll do yeah, I've, I think I think that's yeah. smoother. Yeah. Let's do that then. We'll, we'll set off with uh, Manchester City absolutely battering Wolves into submission. At Molyneux last night, 5-1, the final score, despite the fact the Wolves equalised very early on. What, three goals in 16 minutes? But fuck me, Kevin De Bruyne, he knows how to score. It was incredible to see how, he's, at the end, he was asked which his favourite goal was. He was just like, I think the third one was cleanest. I'm like, wow. I think in the week that they signed Erling Haaland, it's a very good example of why Haaland is the right striker for them and Harry Kane wouldn't have been. Because De Bruyne is not scoring those goals with Harry Kane in the team because Kane is occupying the same space. And the ball's going to different areas with Kane, isn't it? Yeah, and De Bruyne does not get off the leash like that. Yeah. I I think with Haaland, there's still the space for for him to run into, even though Haaland's quite a central player. Look, I, I shouldn't be talking about the title as if it's a fait accompli and we're just looking forward to next season when Erling Haaland scores 200 league goals or whatever he's, he's, he's going to score. Yes, but... but... <laughs> for, for me, the minute that City went out of the Champions League, I just thought, 
they're just going to take it out on the rest of the Premier League and win the title. I thought exactly that as well, and yesterday confirmed it, because I was like, the thing that has been working against Liverpool is that even in must-win games, they've had to manage the people on the pitch yeah. and take them off or not start big players, whether that's Mane or Salah. Mm. Or, Diaz, or Diaz, I suppose. And yeah, that was yesterday was a bit like, right, this is the only thing we're going to have to play for. We're going to burn this place to the ground. <laughs> and the... Um, I've also liked the De Bruyne's third goal when he pointed to his uh, left thigh yeah. and did the Haaland celebration. He claimed yeah. afterwards he didn't know he was doing the Haaland celebration. I mean, he, he definitely was. I also like the fact I don't that, know why you'd bother... I mean, I suppose yeah. and he'd got to quote it. I, I also love the fact that whenever anyone scores four goals, they have to show you they've scored four goals. No, People rarely do that with three, but um, De Bruyne did it yesterday. Our Sharvin as well. They always have to give it the four fingers. Well, it's not very health and safety to swing an actual poker through the air, is it? So um, <laughs> it feels like it's a safer way of doing it. Yeah, the um, I still maintain that he is Kevin De Bruyne is the best player in the league. I know Salah was player of the season and whatever, but he's just City are as good as they are, and yet De Bruyne is a level above them. Where you watch him in that team and you're like, this guy is outstanding. Where Salah still feels part of the whole with Liverpool, and that's not criticism on him or Liverpool, but De Bruyne every now and again just shifts the plane above them, that no one else in that City team can reach, but all of them benefit from because of his passing range and things like that. Yeah, I, I guess the question is, is he going to finish the season playing at centre-back? <laughs> I mean, oh, you, you know, you know they, they, they could feasibly go into a game that they need to win for the title with maybe both of Fernandinho and Rodri at centre-back. That'd be interesting. Liverpool thinking, how do you like it then? We did it all last season. (laughs) Or didn't. Yeah. 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 Yeah, The season before. But look, I mean, they have, this is it really. Like I know two games to go, they could beat West Ham. They win on Saturday, they've won it basically. Yeah. Because of the goal difference now as well. And that's what we were talking about, I guess. Like not just the fact that they're, taking out their Champions League frustrations. Yeah. But the extent to, to which scoring. which they're doing it. You know, they're, they're really mad, basically, it turns out. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's pretty and good to And hit the post, let's not forget as well. He could have had, he could have had many more. And uh, Pep Sterling said, missed like, a couple of... sorry for him. Yeah, Sterling missed a couple of unmissables as well, didn't he? Yeah. But De Bruyne yeah. Was so an... it's actually a bit of a letdown. De Bruyne was annoyed, <laughs> was annoyed when he hit the post. Yeah, legit, though. That's yeah. just, yeah... I suppose that's the appetite of being at that level. Well, yeah. and also let's face it, you know, it's his first, it's his first hat trick. It's not, it's not something he's doing every day, despite the player he no, is. No, of course, yeah. Well, these, these are the most goals he scored in the Premier League season now. Right, um, and then yeah, they're bringing out a match of the day. This, like, I mean, is this interesting to you guys? He's also scored more goals than any other player in Premier League history without a single one of them being a header. Sort of margin- yeah, that's not interesting. To sort me. of marginally no. interesting. No, not really. No, no. <laughs> okay, good. Well, I'm glad I brought it up then because it wasn't that interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't interesting Check there. They think it's interesting. <laughs> it wasn't interesting there. I'll mention. I'll, I'll, I'll float it on the show and see if the listeners will be interested as well. Email in actually if you found that interesting. Show at footballramble.com. At KVL Mason. <laughs> um, but yeah, you mentioned the 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 one issue could be uh, for City. Amelik Laporte went off injured. Ruben Diaz, uh, John Stones, Carl Walker already uh, out for the rest of the season. So yes, they're going to have to defend against West Ham. Possibly. Yeah, I, or they could just I, I score loads of goals and not bother. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not into like getting on commentators, but I, who, whoever was on commentary was saying when... 
Laporte, you know, got off the pitch, actually walked off the pitch. <laughs> B.A. <laughs> you you pause, mate. <laughs> That's all you. <laughs> when, when he was when he was coming off the pitch, uh, the 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 chat was, "Oh, he's fine. He's walking off." And I was like, mm. "Yeah, that's not really how it works." Yeah, you know, yeah. it it could be something really bad, and you know, you could still be able to like toddle off the pitch. Uh, so yeah, a seventy-minute first half hat trick for Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, when he was a kid, the father of a friend. This is nice forbid him to use a synthetic leather ball in their garden as it would destroy the flowers. So the compromise was that he could play with the ball as long as he used his weaker left foot. But that doesn't really make sense given he hits it with his left foot fucking hard. Well, I guess this is because how Because he has happens. practice. Yeah. In this little funny so little he, garden. So there would have been a stage where the guy's like, well, okay, you're getting too good now. Use your head. He's like, oh, I don't use my head. Ah. <laughs> I'm not going to use my head. Yeah, that's the secret. Also heartwarming, Wolves' defeat, Vish. What does it mean? European football for Manchester United next season. Even that feels like a mockery. Yes, I was trying to make it sound like a mockery. It's a, yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit like when you're trying to, I don't know, you get you kind of allocated, oh, you know, you've, you've won a prize. What is it? You're going to Wales and Duke of Edinburgh. Oh, no matter what happens, you be pleased Manchester if... United are so arrogant still that they can diminish and undermine the sense of European football that so many clubs up arrogance. and down the country would hanker for, would, would look at how delighted Rangers have been in their run. Look at teams like West Ham and you yes. just, no. Them up. Look at Spurs, look at, so grateful and happy at, to be in the Euro- Europa Conference League. And you're just so grateful to be in the Europa Conference League. You didn't even play your last game. What are you talking about? It's like, yeah, we'll, 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 just, we'll just F it off. It's fine. But, that, but yeah. that's, that's why I'm... That's not what happened. That's why I'm, I'm slightly kind of dismayed by this news. Because, yeah, look at West Ham. Look at Rangers. Look how well they did. And everyone saw that. The number of people now are going to see the shambles of United team on a European tour still. How, how do you feel if you won the Conference League next season? Good? Yeah, oh, I would. Good. Yeah, well, he would use trophy. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. Yeah. Sam Allardyce was sat next to Sir Alex Ferguson again at Old Trafford last night, watching the FA Youth Cup final. What has he got on him? That's what I, <laughs> I want to know. Uh, also, last night. Is that, is that, sorry, <laughs> is that your only reason for people sitting next to each other? What have you got on him? Well, the first thing, last time we saw him sitting next to each other, Allardyce is making him sign something. What has he got on him? <laughs> what confession has he had him sign? That's what I want to know. Also, uh, oh, yeah, 3-1, the final score in that one against Forest. So another little bit of game all silverware. Honestly, it's all coming up. It's all coming up. Yeah, and, and I actually won the league last night, which I think you can kind of claim. <laughs> oh, my you? God. She goes to another school. Um, yeah, it's all coming up, Hantharaja. Uh Also last night, Leeds lost 3-0 to Chelsea. Uh, we thought Chelsea were having a bit of a wobble, might possibly slip out of third, but this is... Uh, I mean, but yes, we we forgot they'd have to play Leeds. Who... <laughs> and you can, you can yeah. even when you're having a wobble, you can lean on Leeds. Yeah, um, and they'll lean on your ankle with let's studs not up. That me, again, yeah. they had a straight red this time for Dun James. It was very stupid, Brass. Yeah, I, I find it particularly annoying how people actually think it's worth disputing this red card. Oh God, uh, Dan James, general people out there in the ether. I, I just think he could have snapped him to death yeah, totally. well, he, well he's out of the FA Cup final yeah he came off on 30 minutes yeah of course, course, course. so like you know oh, he's, he's bust this season yeah yeah, and hopefully he's not sort of too well he's you know not as serious as it could yeah, be yeah if, if, if I hear again but I got the ball I'm, I'm going to be sick it's just <laughs> ridiculous the, uh, the... it's ridiculous but it's, it's infuriating like for Jesse Marsh who is 
I think, obviously, a lot of people have made up their minds on him already, partly due to his post-match chatter, it has to be said. But, I mean, this this job is the ultimate hospital ball. I, I think mm. to come in... No, that was Kovacic in James. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to come in post-closure of the transfer window mm. on a team with a very negative spiral who are... Have had what two and a half, three and a half years of playing in, or three and three quarter years of playing in a very particular way, yeah. and and just no real resources with you know one of the weakest squads in the division. You know, there's no getting a, a, around that. You know, he did have obviously a few little short term impacts, and I think we can sort of gild that with results. If you go back, they they almost managed to not beat Norwich, yeah, and uh, mm. just about got out of jail at, at the end of that. I, I find it quite hard to understand, well, A, why Leeds players are complaining about getting sent sent off. And that must be infuriating when you're doing everything to prepare the team and then your players go out and do things as stupid as James and Ailing have done in the in, in the past two games. And the other thing is, just it, it was in people's heads when he had a good start that they're safe. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I find that remarkable. We we did get a bit waylaid, didn't we? Because we were on about Burnley and uh, Everton, yeah, very, up until basically now. And the fact is, these guys are in the relegation Pe- zone. They're people, going, they're almost certainly going down. Yeah, well, pe- people don't learn their lesson though, because you've you've just said that. I mean, you think Everton, and I don't want to get Vish to relive his horror of Vicarage Road, but um, it's coming up. Oh, is it? Right, <laughs> right, okay. But yeah, pe- people are saying, oh, yeah, Everton are safe now. It's like what? What? But, but I think Everton are safe because of how bad Leeds are. And the right, okay. With with regards to bringing Marsh in, one of the things I I thought was that because Bielsa plays in a certain way, if you change manager, you kind of have to wean the players off that Bielsa method because no one else approaches it like that. And it felt like Jesse Marsh was the closest to meeting them halfway, almost yeah, like the methadone Bielsa. He's not too much of an opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the um, but you know all all these things about, <laughs> but all, all these things about the um, inspirational quotes and things like that. Like, you know, I we don't need to d- discuss. Actually, to be fair, Pete mentioned um, the morality of Gandhi yesterday. Um, I've never read his quote and thought, right, I'm going to run around like a maniac now and take someone's ankle out. It feels like a lot of this. He's he's operating in one way where. You know, the part of the motivation stick is to show people that there are bigger, almost that there are bigger things out there, and that there's that we can play in a composed manner. And yet, the Leeds players are kind of going a bit haywire from the Bielsa era and think, "Wow, I have so much energy. I know I have to run around now." Mm. And it's been very unconstructive, even beyond the red cards. There've been moments where they've been counterattacking and like left the ball behind. It's like, what are you doing? They look. They suddenly their decision making looks so awry in the final third. And I don't think that's entirely down to March. I think it's to do with a bit of confusion with the players themselves. We're obviously talking a lot about the red card because it feels like a theme and it's, you know, exactly the opposite to what they should be trying to trying to do, that kind of in ill discipline. But the truth is they're already one nil down at the point of the yeah. of the red card. So I don't think it's necessarily right to say that it was um symptom you know, it had a massive impact on the result of the game. It's just a bit symptomatic of seemingly what's going on. Yeah. Speaking of suspensions. Hulk is currently facing a potential 12-match ban in the Brazilian top flight, everybody. He, he, I, sorry, I introduced this with levity, but I realise it might be, feel a little bit more personal to the two gentlemen in the room. Um, he kicked an opponent in the balls 
but he lashed. He lashed out. He kicked him in his trouser equipment. In his trouser <laughs> equipment. I, I think no word on the size. It's worth underlining that this is not just being kicked in the balls. Yes. This is being kicked in the balls by Hulk, who you might remember or you might not remember on his Porto debut. Yes. He took a free kick. It hit the Porto player who was in the wall, which was Mariano Gonzalez. It hit him in the thigh and caused some sort of minor rupture that kept him out for a month. Oh, my days. So when Hulk kicks something, so it saying- stays kicked. Having said that, he has uh, recently had a baby with his ex-wife's niece, so he's probably grateful of the paternity. Do that again? What? <laughs> a baby with his ex-wife's niece. Okay. Oh, ish. This is getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> Um, have you been following day two of the uh, of the of Wangatha Christie? I feel like you should be our special correspondent, given you were here for day one. <laughs> what an interesting turn of events that is. Um, the um, I would because you know Leicester won um, three 0 yesterday. I thought it'd be fascinating to be um, well, rather I would have paid <laughs> front row rates to be there when he got home and asked Rebecca Vardy how her day was. He's like, oh, I, scored a, I scored a brace today. Brilliant. How was your day? He's like, yeah, a bit, a bit trickier. He's, he's not really going to ask that, though, is he? I mean, he wants to know, like the rest of us want to know, is Peter Andre still going to do Panto in Southend? That's what we all want to know, yeah. really, isn't it? The, he's, his adverts were on the tube when you go down the stairs. It's quite sad. Oh. Also, the day that came Why out... Why is it sad? What's wrong with Panto? No, not, not no. Isn't it sad that like he's he's he seems to be going through some kind of refresh? Not quite a rebrand. He's still Peter Andre, isn't he? And his son is releasing music now, right? And he promoted his son's music the morning of that comment from Rebecca Vardy, right? Okay, now he's just going to get. Nah, I don't agree. You know, that, I mean, when have we talked isn't about Peter Andre on, just, on the ramble before? I love, it, song, it, I love him. Isn't it just projection though? I mean, you know, Wayne Rooney had that sort of low key flex. With the way that he turned up dressed at court, didn't he? I mean, I, quite, I thought it was a good look. I, I, good I look. totally agree with you because everyone's been saying Dominic Calvert Lewin. It's just ever since centre forward and naturally yes. fashionable. Mm. That's what it is. I remember looking at Rondon warm down yesterday. I thought that's a stylish man. <laughs> <laughs> since you asked, my favourite bit from day two is Vardy ask Rebecca Vardy is asked if the information came from the Leicester City dressing room, and the question was, did you or did you not know that? Inverted comments. The lads were fuming. She said, "With Riyad Mahrez turning up late, correct? That was it, yeah." She she had to reply. Jamie and I never discussed whether, quote, the lads were fuming. Did she say, "quote"? The it's lads that, are fuming. It's, it's a quote. I don't know. Interesting. Um, we have to go back to the football, everybody. Uh, Watford. Oh, Vish, it's like you're living in a groundhog football nightmare. Tell us all why, about... Why are you making him go through this? Tell us I all about I, I Watford nil, Everton nil. You're like the ancient mariner at this I've, point, are you? I've been to many quite fun nil-nils. This wasn't one of them. So, Watford made seven changes because a few of their players decided that they couldn't be asked anymore. Um, and it feels like they expressly said that rather than you know, how they showed it with their actions over the last couple of months. And Everton approached it and thought, right, well, Frank Lampard said in his press conference at the end of the game that 
if you can't win, don't lose. And it's like you'd be, you really could have won. It's mm. Watford; they're already down. Yeah, they were well, they were kind of well organised defensively. It seemed like, but no, but, why but were they, they not they, trying to but attack? They, so they insisted on that. To be fair, if you look at how um, if you look at how Everton have picked up these results mm. recently, so what they've got seven points since in the three games since they lost in the derby. Um, basically, they, they've played almost with an encouraged paranoia that the team they're facing could get them at any moment. Mm. And so he's Lampard, talked about that publicly, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And so Lampard has, you know, had this back five, and he's had Gordon, Richarlison, and Damari Gray up top with Delph and Al- um, sorry, uh, Decore in the middle, and it's it's kind of worked. And yesterday they had more of the ball over the game, not in, not necessarily in the first half, and they kind of didn't know what to do with it. And and, and to be fair to Lampard, which I know is not a phrase uttered on the show much, um, I think he he clearly doesn't trust the Everton players enough to have changed the system because he said I looked at he was like, I looked at the formation that we have been playing and I looked at the players who are playing well, and he basically couldn't tell where the positional where the position started and the and the player success ended. So is it that Alex Iwobi is rejuvenated at right wing back or is there a bit less pressure, you know, when he's a bit further back and he's got cover of Seamus Coleman inside? Is it a bit easier for Anthony Gordon to go back and forth knowing that Mikalenko is more defensively minded mm. so he, you know, he's not going to be exposed in that way? And I, I can see what he's saying there. In terms of going forward next season though, be really interesting to see what happens with him mm. and, and what his ideas are and, and I suppose what Everton's general situation is. But yesterday was fucking garbage. Yeah. But I, not every was... match is great. And I think no. it's okay to Peaks and choffs is partly what makes it, isn't it? Yeah. So on 75 minutes... You can't have the highs without the lows, Vish. Yeah, but why is it just lows? When is my high? I want my high. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to Spurs Arsenal tonight. That'll be good. <laughs> um, so on, on 75 minutes, uh, Watford fans started singing um, We've Lost the Ball, a chant that many fans will be familiar with, We've Lost the Ball, when you haven't got possession. I didn't realise there was a second verse to We've Lost the Ball, um, and it's basically We'll Win It Back. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes... you know, it like the Happy Birthday song? Well, no, like, well, where, where you go, Happy Birthday to you, and then you have to go, How, how old, old are, are you, you now? now? Yeah, <gasps> see, as someone... Yeah, as someone I didn't who, know that. As someone who goes to many... I know I'm... Thirty four years old. Yeah, I've, this is brand yeah. new information. Really? See, I was going to go with you know sometimes uh, England football games they play the second they play the other verse of the national anthem and the players look confused as fuck. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and and yeah, but so the yeah the the full happy birthday rendition There's is a um, second verse to happy birthday. Yeah, it's it's always been a who hallmark is, of Sri Lankan uh, Sri Lankan birthday. Who was yeah. singing? So who is so Sri Lanka specifically? It's for Sri Lanka. No, no not no. specifically it's, Sri Lanka. Yes, yeah, they've got a national anthem. British for that. culture. Yeah, yeah, it's just part. It's just the song. Yeah. It's a part of British culture. Yeah. Watford, uh, for their part, first of all, Roy Hodgson said, I was expecting a far worse performance than the one I saw tonight, and I can only congratulate the players. Nice one. Um, Is this why they appointed a new manager before kickoff so they don't have to listen to Roy anymore? <laughs> poor old Roy. Did, did they, no, not poor, no, not poor you, We did this the other day. Did, did, we did this did the other day. Did they get Rob Edwards out on the pitch, Vish? Or, uh, yeah, he was under a coat. Hiding. <laughs> he jumped he, out of a moving car he, into the bridge road. He did a lap of honour. He did. He thanked the fans preemptively. Uh, yes, Rob Edwards has been appointed. Uh, he, the Forest Green manager, took them up. Very nice. Won the league with them. And then 
seems to have fallen out with the club, who have said, uh, we had no contact from Watford, from whom we might expect less. But the owner, Delvin, said, it's poor from Rob and he knows it. I thought I knew him better as a person. Uh, a, a few questions. Yes. Um, did, did, did I imagine this or did you go to the game where they got promoted? I went to the game where they got promoted, yeah. Right. Was was that in Nailsworth or was that No, it was at Bristol Rovers. Oh right, okay, okay. Was there any inkling that something might something like this was in the offing? Not as far as it's, he had a release clause in his contract, so I don't really understand why they had to negotiate with him. Obviously, I suppose it would have been more polite. They're being sour grapesish. This I don't think they need to be I'm like off. this. I, I think it makes them because they're all they're you know the forest green thing. It's all like oh we're vegans and we travel to the, and which it is we travel to the. You're, you're basically saying Rob Edwards should turn around and go thanks thanks for the last three years you don't Shop. make friends with salad. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know they turned the game that they got promoted at uh, Memorial. They turned up in an electric powered bus, the first sports team ever to travel to a to a game in an. Bus powered what, by what, electricity. What, what would you have them do? Turn up on you know individual I mean? Harley Davidsons? No, that would have been awesome. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, you take my point. Like, so they're all like, oh, we're so friendly and whatever. And then, oh, they just want to get the little boot in as soon as suppose, something doesn't go 100% their way. So sour grapes are technically vegan, aren't they? <laughs> Damn. So they can have that as well. Fucking right. I don't think we can improve on that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Let's get to the break. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cleared and yes. Winks can get it away. Lanzini! Why are you oh, doing this? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. What sake. a goal. I was at, I was at that game. That was a high. <laughs> Actually, it fucking was. I had my match before in 83 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. The worst. Fuck you, Bish. Welcome back! <laughs> <laughs> Me, Vish and Bass all together as friends. Um, let's read some emails. <laughs> Shoutfootballramble.com 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 
Show at footballramble.com. Show at footballramble.com. That's my favourite one. Footballramble.com. Show at footballramble.com. Oh, maybe that one. Show at footballramble.com. When he squashes his nose, he sounds like one of the Chuckle Brothers, so I'm not really in favour of that. Ooh. Do you know there's a middle chuckle person? <laughs> um, an email from Brad. A month or two ago, I emailed you all to tell you about my favourite red card. Mm. It was Clint Dempsey tearing up the referee's book to be the third sounder, <laughs> Seattle sounder, sent off in the 2015 US Open Cup match against the Portland Timbers. His suspension was two years or six games, whichever was longer. Wednesday's match marked the date that Dempsey has been officially reinstated to the competition a mere five years after his retirement. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm expecting now, like next week, Zinedine Zidane to go, um, I'm now the manager of Paris Saint-Germain and I'm no longer suspended for France. Yeah, 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 that'd that'd be be great. Yeah, that's that's a more hardcore version of getting yourself sent off just before Christmas, isn't it? So you can go home. Well, you know, Frank Ribéry got uh, sent off from the bench last weekend for Salernitana. He was he was an unused sub at that point. They scored the opening yes, goal. Yes, there yes. was a dust up on the bench. And we know Ribery loves a bit of touchline biz. And not just when he's actually on the field. Anyway, it struck me as he was getting sent off. If you miss the last couple of games of the season, you're 39. This could be the end of your career. Oh, wow. So yeah. it could be, it could be that that was his, he had the, the Zizou out as well. Oh, that's a bit sad, isn't it's it? It's a slightly smaller stage, one might say. Yeah, my kind of stage. Very OTC, which, of course, is coming up later anyway, <laughs> doing your job for you. Um, we've got one from Gareth here about Tuesday's email about the Grimsby Town player who put in one of the worst performances in the club's history. Lads, ladies, Lord Banter. Hmm. Um, that's Gareth, not me saying that, by the way. Um, I'm writing to you with a bold claim that one of my good friends may indeed hold the illustrious honour of being a football club's worst ever player. My friend made a breakthrough as a centre-back in his hometown club and managed to play 14 games in his debut season as a teenager in League Two. Hmm. Uh, the next season, having struggled to get into the team due to new signings, he was sent on a month loan with the option to extend for the season to a National League North side to gain more experience and playing time. And this is where the magic occurred. Ten minutes into his debut, he played a blind back pass which was intercepted and scored by the opposition striker. Fifteen full minutes later, he misjudged a header which led to a striker running through on goal again. By now in full panic mode, he brought down said forward in the box leading to a penalty which was scored and a straight red. And that was it. That was his whole career with said team as he was suspended for the rest of his loan and needless to say, it wasn't extended. 30 minutes, at fault for a goal, gave away a pen and sent off. Has to be the worst player in the club's history. To be fair to my mate, he did go on to play further games in League Two and have a very good career in the USL before retiring and moving into coaching, but we'll never let him forget those 30 minutes. You know, to say he had the last laugh. You know what I think about, like, you know, this job is a lot of fun and, you know, talking about football for a living, brilliant, being able to, like, watch it even better. I would shake hands and swap with anyone who's played any level of like, decent professional football, even the few League Two games he had, just to be able to say you were part of the pyramid in that way. It's such an incredible thing. And like, it's funny because obviously like, I, you know, I've got mates who've gone into professional sport and some have done all right and some have done really badly. Mm. And obviously you take the piss out of them all the time and then you're like, that's fucking cool though. Oh, I'd love to do that. Um, but yeah, that was that's sh- a shocking CV from this man. <laughs> Should have stayed in America. So congrats. <laughs> and also. But no, I'm, 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 I'm actually weirdly impressed by a lot of that, which probably says a lot about my 
hopes. No, it's okay. It's like uh, you don't. Your dream is smaller. You you wish if you imagine yourself playing as a professional footballer, you probably can identify with that. You think this is probably how it would play out. No, but I think that's why language is important. <laughs> isn't you've, it? you've made it sound worse. Never go on, go on, Andy. Lift that, me up. That, 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 that is why language is important, isn't it? Because I I have to say, few things do my head in more than people going footballer X is rubbish. Rubbish, yeah. It's yeah. just... I think it's lazy. It's so ignorant. Like, to, to not understand that the worst player you've ever seen in League Two or the National League or whatever is better, miles better than the best player in your school in all likelihood. Yeah. Agreed. Email in. Tell us about the, the, the best player at your school. Tell us about <laughs> repenting for saying professional footballers are rubbish. Tell us Show about at footballramble.com. Tell us about the best player at your school. <laughs> Show at footballramble.com. You didn't play, you didn't Show play, at footballramble.com. They didn't play football at your school, did they, Kate? Uh, yeah. Uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Two terms of rugby. <laughs> Tweet us at footballramble. You don't want to get me started on all the deprivation that I experienced in terms of wanting to play football. As a woman, do to be, you? To be fair, it was banned so for 50 there. years. It's not their fault. <laughs> I, bet, I bet I could even beat you at fives. Okay, we need to do that. Yeah. Celtic have won the Scottish Premiership. They regained their title last night with a 1-1 draw at Dundee United, which also means that Dundee United are going to or have secured European football. That's one for nostalgia fans, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice. Exciting. Yeah. It's nice. But well done, Celtic. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's not take away from them. Yeah. yeah, that's true. 31 league games unbeaten. Ange Postacoglu has done actually an incredible job. If you look at the what was, what's going on at the start of the mm. season, some of the uh, transfers, some of the people that he's managed to bring in and and some of the disrespect that he experienced on landing on these shores. No, well not just that. The disrespect when he got the disrespect he got landing on these shores. The disrespect uh, towards some of the players he brought in, specifically the Japanese players. Yes. And the way he stood by them as well. Um, and to be fair, the way he stood by them, the way they performed. Um, it's been brilliant, actually. And he's, he's one of those players, sorry, well, he's one of those managers where he's a living legend in Australia. He's someone who has, he, he links so many generations of Aussie soccer with the K fans, as they say over there, um, that seeing him in a job like this kind of lifts Australian football in a way that, you know, was started with people like Schwarzer, Brett Emerton, Tim Cahill, obviously Mark Viduka. Mm. But with there's something about a manager and the influence you can have as a manager that that helps it cut through a bit more, I think, anyway. And I, and I think now, like, not just Scotland, but the UK are learning a bit more about this bloke who is just wonderfully charismatic and, and just... He just just fundamentally loves the game. And and what does he sound like when he does his press conferences? Oh, so he's so this is quite hard because he has a very specific kind of accent, and he's he's less New Zealandy. It's not quite bogan because he's not from New Zealand. Well, that there's that as well. Yeah, yeah good right. point. nitpicker. Um, <laughs> it, but it's the it's, it's just the or he sounds a bit grumpy, and he's he's one of those. He, if he he'd be propped up in an Australian bar, telling you that you played a shit shot when you got out, <laughs> but he wouldn't go up at the end of the sentence. He's just a bit of a grumbler, you see. So, so, so but, uh, he sounds like a little bit like, <laughs> like Ellen Border. If Ellen Border smoked a fucking thousand. <laughs> see, Vish, I have to say. That is an exceptional Postacoglu impression. <laughs> On the other hand, I've noticed your Achilles heel. You can only talk about cricket in Australian. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Because that those are fr- I'm basically taking phrases that I've heard 
and a lot of them in Australia have been cricket. Some of the other ones, other ones are kind of like a Merv Hughes but... soundboard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, across the city, returning to Dundee, uh, Dundee were re- relegated, which means Mark McGee's ideas somehow, somehow, Vish did not turn the ship around. I don't know how long that means he's going to be naked for. Uh, let's, not, let's not think about that. <laughs> no, yeah, let's not. Um, here's some, I think, heartwarming news. Uh, the Ukraine national team played their first football game since the Russian invasion, uh, which was a friendly against Borussia Mönchengladbach. That was in Germany last night. And they are preparing for the World Cup playoff against Scotland at the start of June, which many of us thought was unlikely to happen. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, obviously, best of luck to those guys. And with, we're thinking of you. Here's an interesting one, this show. Um, EA announced yesterday that they're going to cease making FIFA-branded games next year in one of the most niche, petty press releases that I've enjoyed of, of late. <laughs> well, there were two yesterday, weren't yeah, there? Yeah, the, in fact, they definitely get... Uh, EA games, I think, got in, first of all, first and also mm. better, um, saying that they're supported by a whole lot of people and basically also they've... I mean, they've got the game. All FIFA have got is the name. The yeah, so it's like, I don't know, it's like if you, chocolate cake, we're going to not call it chocolate cake anymore, but it's still fundamentally chocolate cake, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's lovely. Anyway, are going to call it death by chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Jenny Anfantino is like, I can assure you that the only authentic, speaking on behalf of FIFA, clearly, um, the only authentic real game that has the FIFA name will be the best one available for gamers and football fans. He's fundamentally not true. How can it be true? Does he not know that like they're quite hard to make these games? Yeah, and also bear in mind that the reason FIFA is what it is, it was in part because because they pinch loaded developers from Konami when Pro Evolution Soccer was yeah. whipping their ass every day beyond actually having the name. So they got a lot of the developers over and they improved their product and people kind of migrated over. And that's the annoying thing about this. I was like someone who plays a lot of games and also just recently got a PS5. Um, <laughs> it's the... Flex. It's the, it's, the, <laughs> it's the fact that... You must have been very good this year. Yeah. Yeah, well, generally, my partner wouldn't let me open it because I had some work to finish. <laughs> Everyone needs a partner like that in their life. I think she's too withholding. Um, I'm going to have a really fat baby, I realise, if we have one. <laughs> she's going to feed it all, whatever it wants. Uh, but basically, yeah, the, the thing that's annoyed me about this is the is like you basically fucked up two games here. Mm. And, you know, for this squabble. And also, like, Infantino... But wait, surely I, I not, think, because it, why will it fuck up this... Why will the EA Sports... What are they because, calling because, it? Because, 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 I think it will just be the same. It just won't be called FIFA. No, and because and they, they Johnny have... can say the FIFA name is the only global original title. The contestant is the FIFA name, and it will remain forever and remain capitals, capitals, the best. I mean, that's the thing. Well, before we be get to, a... the, to the end point of this schism, I think we have to take a second to say, can't... Gianni Infantino just take a day off from being a massive twat. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's just... No, but it will it will ruin it because do you remember um, the Thief Pro movement were basically on you know on the cusp of this big conflict with FIFA about likenesses and names and things like that. Yes, and now that will all go with FIFA anyway. And so you're basically going to have fragmented games of, for example, Juventus at that stage, only being allowed on Pro Evo or, you know, you couldn't have the likeness of oh. Oliver Kahn in um, like a previous football manager, things like that. Like, like it's going to be, basically, we're just going to have fragmented games and everyone's going to kind of lose a little bit. It's going to be like boxing in like computer form, basically. Yeah, or Brian Lara Cricket with Andy Flantiff. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? If it gets to a point where it's back to sort of FIFA 98, 99, where you have like a blocky reproduction of Alan Shearer scoring a goal and then doing air guitar by the corner flag. I'm strongly in favour yeah. of that. Also, I'm thinking, can there be like more of the sort of, you know, amateurish glitches that there were in the games at that time? I'm pretty sure it was FIFA 99, the one that I used to play a lot at university. There was a glitch in it where, I'm sure I talked about this before, where you could buy a you could transfer in players while the game was going on. So <laughs> essentially, you'd pause the game. City did that yesterday. Didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you pause the game, you go for a slash, and you come back, and your friend would then like bring Batistuta and Ronaldo off the bench, and you'd be like, what's going on here? Also, like, how would that ever fly? How would you be like, oh yeah, of course he plays for Sunderland. Yeah. <laughs> what's the betting that the game that FIFA bring out has the same design flaw that that game was famously launched that had the penises unfortunately rendered on the outside of the cyberpunk cyberpunk yeah that's that's penises ma- rendered on the outside yeah, of the- yeah 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 it was had this massive launch cyberpunk and then it was it was so glitchy that things like the penises were just they couldn't layer it so um you know if you <laughs> yeah it was it was very very strange that's interesting that's that's my bet on it anyway uh tonight guys it is the north london derby um yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> talk to us this is this is important okay well i think i might need to talk to you tomorrow not today um depending on how i feel Subsequent to us doing whatever we do uh arsenal are on 66 points spurs are on 62 points and they could secure Champions League football for the first time in five years at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Of course, they got it postponed. And uh, there's a good little vid that um, Tottenham have put out, you know, one of those like great montages, North London Derby montages. They're like, we were ready in January. We're <laughs> ready now. I quite like that. Cause yeah, because, like, yeah, you know, it was quite pissing off that they didn't bother to show up and, and I, I blah, 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 COVID. Anyway, um, it's a completely, what's fascinating for me, Brass, is it's basically a completely different, on both of our sides, actually, mm-hmm. Spurs slightly more, but Arsenal too. It's pretty much a completely different lineup to what it would have been if the North London derby had been played in uh, in January. Yeah, and I think you can see that on, on one hand, Spurs would have really benefited. I mean, Kulisewski's been an incredible addition um, and, and Spurs look the part now. Uh, I think I have to say from a neutral perspective, I cannot countenance anything but a Tottenham win in this oh, situation. Fuck. You know, it needs oh, to... Oh, really? Don't say that yeah. to me. Yeah, it needs to, it needs to be exciting all <laughs> oh, the way sorry, yes. to the yeah. end. Oh, yeah, I, I see, agree. I see. Yeah, That's yeah. what you want. Yeah, totally. So, sorry, you're supporting... Can I just have that again for a little clip out? You're supporting Tottenham. We want Tottenham to win this. Yeah, we uh, want Tottenham for the, for to win this. For the benefit of the run-in and, and the jeopardy, which seems to be seeping away from Everything the top else. and bottom. Yeah. yeah also, also I still can't... I understand that Arsenal have made strides, albeit with no European football, more time to play with and be coached than any of the other top teams, mm. um, etc. And it's still been quite gentle progress. I still cannot get to the point where they play this game sensibly and competently. Because it's Arsenal. There's also the... Because um, it's North London derby maybe as well. Well, it's a, it's a first North London derby at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. With full capacity. With, with full capacity. Mm. Um, capacity and, and... that doesn't, by the way, currently include me. So if you, <laughs> if, you, if you happen to know of a way into this, dear listeners, just, just as an aside, this is probably going to get edited out, but just if you happen to know... We should start a campaign. Get in touch. I, th- I, think, I think your best chance is probably one of the fullback positions for Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that would suit you quite well because... Um, 
<laughs> what are we saying about the gap between normal people and professional footballers? <laughs> Sorry, Vish, I cut you up with my pathetic plaintive murmurings. I, th- I think you, sh- you should go online, get mace to the NLD. <laughs> Make it happen. Antonio Conte. Bit late for a crowdfunder, really, isn't it? Probably. It's not about the... Uh, yeah. To be honest, I mean, it is probably well, it about is. the money at this yeah. point because yeah. tickets are changing hands for fuckloads, um, which is not just the quantity of Sunderland fans you get at the stadium. It's also a quantity of money that you need to get a ticket to the North London derby at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's hard to even find one of those. Uh, Antonio Conte did one of those interviews with Sky where you answer the most Google questions about yourself this week. Would you like some highlights? They include, I'm passionate but not romantic. I don't remember my wedding anniversary date, but I have people that inform me before the date. I don't like presents, because, but not because of the money, but because you have to spend time choosing. What a guy. I get that I'm not. I'm passionate but not romantic. Honestly, I, I can appreciate that. Passionate about football is what's yeah, missing. exactly. I don't oh, think that, that's the problem. <laughs> well, also, it, he's, I thought you were talking about his love life. He's think, overlooking. Yeah, but... He's overlooking how normal people work it. So, I got married the same day that Leon beat Mets two 0 and Fred scored both the goals. That's how it works. There you go. A little gift for you. Antonio. Right, in terms of the date, yeah, okay. Exactly. Genius. That is actually really helpful. Well, that's just an example. I mean, that's not real life. Just an example. Yeah, he, he's, just just, an example. he's not going to go around and be like, whoa, you know, Fred scored a brace for Leon and that's when I got married. <laughs> no, it isn't. That's when Andy got married. No, Antonio. I didn't get married to Antonio Conte. <laughs> just to <laughs> underline that. And from the sounds of things, you've been quite lucky not to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you mentioned it already. There is On the Continent out later today. Get over to Football Ramble Presents. Uh, join Brass and Dotton, of course. And David Cottage is in the house today. Uh, they're going to be discussing last night's dramatic Copper Italia final and how Dortmund will adjust to life after Haaland. Get over to Football Ramble Presents if you haven't already subscribed. All right, that's it from us, everybody. Time to wend our ways out into the sunshine. I have got a bead on between you and I. Um... So that's that's it, really. <laughs> You've got to be in absolute state by kickoff, aren't you? <laughs> uh, yes. Um, thanks. Thankfully, thank- you'll be at home, so no one will have to deal with it. <laughs> thanks for helping me live through one of the many, many hours left until kickoff tonight. I appreciate it, despite the fact you've been a bit of a prick. <laughs> thanks for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creative The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.